Welcome to Mosaic Church, and thank you for joining us here online. To prepare for today's message, we encourage you to utilize the Mosaic Cincinnati app. There, you can view the message notes, put in prayer requests, and so much more. Enjoy the message. Then we're going to start a new series today, and I'm, I'm super pumped because I love going through the Old Testament and just thinking about the different heroes. And so uh, that's what this, this series is going to be all about. We're going to look at the growth journeys of many different people in the Old Testament. And so we'll see how God worked in them and used them for his glory and what that journey looked like. And so you're not going to want to miss any of the weeks of this series. And today we're going to talk about Moses. And you might say, Joe, how in the world are we going to talk about Moses just in one week? And that's a great question because it takes like bunches and bunches and bunches of chapters of the whole testament whole books are dedicated to what happened during the life of moses moses wrote the first five books of the old testament and so what a huge just uh figure in the old testament but here's what we see life and leadership are an adventure and this was especially true in the life of moses but it's going to be true in all the characters that we talk about during this series and there are huge gaps in all of us between who we are and who God wants us to be. Have you ever noticed that? That it's like, man, I know that something's not right, even though I've, I've given my life to Christ and I'm, I'm trying to follow him. I know there's more. I, I know God's pulling me somewhere, that there's, that there's something that he wants me to do and there's somebody he wants me to become and, and, and there's, there's things in my life that need to change and there's a gap, right? Listen, we can't, earn our salvation. And so it's not about that. Salvation is by grace through faith. It's not a work. So no one can boast about it. It's, it's a gift of God, but we can become and look more like Jesus every day. And that's what this is all about. And maybe you've heard that before. Yes. I want to be more like Jesus. Yes. I want to, but no, let's really get down to brass tacks. How in your life on a daily basis, are you becoming more like Jesus? Because here's what we know healthy things grow. And the day we stop trying and the day we stop growing, the day we stop, just let our guard down and stop pursuing a relationship with Jesus and, 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 and in the way that transforms us and changes us and makes a difference in our life, that's a really scary day for our future. Hopefully, and I pray that during this series, your mindset maybe grows to this, is, but hopefully your mindset is one that is seeking to close the gap, to close the gap. Now, spoiler alert, we will never reach the end of the gap on this side of heaven, right? We will constantly be pressing toward, running the race, trying to be more like Jesus all the way until the day that we die. But we can't ever stop pushing. We can't ever stop and, and, and going towards Christ. And so hopefully your mindset is one that's seeking to close the gap. I'll never forget when I was confronted with my gaps when I realized that I couldn't do it on my own. I'll never forget the day when I realized that my talents weren't enough. I never, I'll never forget the day when I, I was sitting around a circle with some other youth pastors and I was already in ministry at this point and I was already you know, doing what I felt like God called me to do and, and listening to these other guys talk about the ways that God's helping them grow and the things that, that God is, is doing in their life, I just realized, oh my goodness. I cannot do what God has called me to do based on what God has already given me. I need more. I need to keep growing. God's brought me this far. He's got more to, he's got somewhere else to take me. 
And so it began this just season of tension. And guess what? That season of tension has never gone away, and that's a good thing. Because tension means I'm being pulled and I'm being stretched towards where God wants me to go. And this, this moment that I'm talking about, it's the moment where it went from I should grow, like, okay, I should read books and I, could, I should spend time with God and I should do all these things, and they felt like I have to, right? And so it went from this kind of obligatory thing to, oh my goodness, I think that I have to grow, I want to grow, I need to grow. And, and the motivation started coming from within instead of from without. Have you ever been there? That, it's, that you got to a point in life and you're like, man, I never wanted to read before, but now I want to read to figure this out, to, 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 to learn how to do this. Some, some of you guys are like, I'm never reading the instructions. I'm, not, I'm just going to figure it out all on my, all on my own. I'm, I'm, not ask, I'm not pulling over. I'm not asking, you know, some of you, you're still there. But there's going to become a point in your life where your need to know and your need to grow is going to outweigh your need to just look like you know it all right? There's this tension. God wants to take you somewhere. And the question is, throughout this series, is are you ready to go on the journey? We cannot stay still, church, personally or corporately. We have to move forward. Coasting is not an option. And so the question is, what do we do when we're confronted with our gaps? What do we do? What do we do? One thing we can do is we can learn from each other, which is what we're going to do in this series. We're going to see that everybody has a story, everybody has a journey, and there's a lot of different ways that God wants to speak to you and help you grow, all right? And so Moses, Moses, he was born as a fugitive. <laughs> Literally, when he was born, all the boys, all the boy Hebrews were supposed to be killed, and so he was set in the river and he was taken in by the Pharaoh's daughter and he was raised in luxury. Then 40 years later, he was exiled in shame. He had to run away. He had to run away into the wilderness. He spent 40 years in the wilderness and, and near the time of at the end of his time in the wilderness, God spoke to him from a burning bush. It's, it's an amazing story and we're going to look at a little bit of it today. And so he was called at that moment in spite of his insecurity, in spite of his proximity, he was in the wilderness for crying out loud. And so he wasn't even close to where God was going to use him, right? He was called in spite of his influence. Guess what? He had none. He had no influence. He was called in spite of all these factors. But at the same time, he was used powerfully but he was imperfect all along the way. And that could be all of our stories, right? We don't have the influence we need. We don't have the talents we need. We're not in the right place at the right time. You know, all the odds are stacked against us, but God steps in and looks at you in the eye and says, I've got something different for you. I've got something better for you. I've got a plan and a purpose for your life. And I just want to encourage you today, regardless of where you've been and what you're carrying today, God still loves you. He still sees you. And you could feel like you're on the backside of the desert, out in the middle of nowhere, figuratively speaking, like nobody sees you and nobody cares. And God can show up in your life and say, hey, it's not over. It's not over. You think about the context. He's, he's close to 80 years old at this point. He could have been just checking out and thinking, oh, everything's, everything's done. But no, 
God calls him, just like he has a call for you and for me. And so the big idea today is that God takes us on a journey of trust. God takes you on a journey of trust. As you, as you figure out how am I going to close the gap in my life, one aspect of that is, is that I need to trust God more every day. I need to trust God. We see in the life of Moses that he was a reluctant follower. He was a normal person. He didn't speak well. And so if God can use him, God can use, use you and me. And so let's look at, at some of Moses' last words before uh, we dive into our points today. Sometimes I, I love to just, let's, let's turn to the end of the book, right? And let's just see what happens at the end. And at the very end, when Moses was talking to the Israelite people after he had led them through the wilderness and done all these amazing things through God's power, in Deuteronomy 32, 45 through 47, it says, when Moses had finished reciting all these words to the people of Israel, he added, take to heart all the words of warning I have given you today. Pass them on as a command to your children so they will obey every word of these instructions. And here's the big part. Underline this next part. These instructions are not empty words. They are your life. These instructions are not empty words. They are your life. You see, when God speaks and every single time you open his word and every time you come to church and every time you sing a song that is, that is gospel-centered and about him and, and declaring the glory of God, it's never an empty word. They're words that bring you life. And without the word of God and without the message of Christ living in your heart, you don't have life. And so Moses is looking at the Israelites who were such knotheads sometimes. They were always rebellious and always trying to do their own thing and always thinking they know better. And he's like, hey, you gotta get on the same page with God. You gotta trust him. You gotta take his words as, as if they are life itself. We need to hang on to God's words like that. Like they are our life. And all of that stems out of a heart that says, I trust him. I trust him. And so when it, you're, when it comes to yours and my, to our journey of growth, closing the gap, the first thing that we see in the life of Moses is that God is patient. God is really patient with you and me, and I'm so thankful for that. And the New Testament tells us that, that God doesn't want anyone to perish, but he wants everyone to, to come to repentance. And it says he's patient with us. Man, what a blessing, because I know I need it, right? I'm such a knucklehead sometimes, and I need God to be patient with me. So God is patient with our insecurity and our personal growth. With our insecurity and our personal growth. And so just get the picture. Moses is standing at the burning bush. He's been in the wilderness all this time. You know, he's just thought that that life that he had back in Egypt of luxury is long gone, and, and he's just living out the rest of his life as a shepherd. God calls to him from this burning bush and is just blowing his mind, right? And so in Exodus 4, 1 through 4, we see Moses' response to God because God had told him, hey, I'm going to use you. You're going to go and you're going to lead my people out of Egypt, out of slavery. It's going to be amazing. But Moses protests again. And he says, what if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked him, what's in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. 
Throw it down on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff and it turned into a snake. And Moses jumps back, right? I probably would too. By the way, when we were in Bulgaria last week, uh, one day we got to take this hike up in the mountains and, 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 just, and see some of the beautiful country, and I literally almost stepped on a snake. And so Andy, who's back there running the live stream, he heard me scream like a little girl, and, and um, he'll attest to it. And I jumped and freaked out because the day before they were telling us about the venomous snakes that are in Bulgaria. There's this kind of viper and there's this kind of viper. And here and below, I'm about to step on this snake, right? And so just like Moses, I jumped back. And so then the Lord tells him, and some of you are are like, "Uh uh-uh, not going to happen with this one. Reach out and grab its tail. How many of you would trust God enough to reach out and grab that snake's tail? Come on, somebody. So Moses reached out and grabbed it, and, and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. Amazing. So we see two things here. First of all, we see that Moses had, Moses had massive personal insecurity. He did not believe in himself at all. But God was patient with him. God led him through it. God gave him reasons to trust him. And you might say, well, Joe, I just need a, I need something like that in my life. I need, I need God to just do something miraculous so I can trust him. Listen, God has done more than enough. I just want to encourage you. If God never does another thing for me or for you, he's done more than enough. So many things have happened. Every time we see a, somebody get baptized or a life, life changed, hey, there's your sign, right? God's done more than enough. You can trust him. But God was so patient. He was patient with the Israelites as they went through the wilderness as, and as Moses led him. And, and I'm sure that sometimes Moses had seen all this power and, and he was convinced that, man, God had called him. Even though he was reluctant and even though he was full of insecurity, he finally got to this place where he's like, okay, God's really leading me. God's really guiding me. God wants me to be a leader. And he finally got over that hump and, and he's probably wondering, oh, all you Israelites, why can't you just understand? And, and guess what? God was patient with them too. But here's what we need to realize. Patience, don't ever mistake God's patience for God's approval. Don't ever mistake God's patience with you for God's approval that you're right in the right spot doing what he wants you to do. Because if you're not saying, God, wherever you want to take me, whatever you want me to do, if you're not having the attitude that Moses eventually got to where he said, okay, God, I'll follow, right? Then you're, not, then you're not closing the gap between where you are and where God wants to lead you. Sometimes we get uncomfortable when God starts to stretch us and he starts telling us to pick up snakes and stuff. It's just, you know, and that's figurative. We're, we're, this is not a snake handling church. Um, we're not gonna bring it out at the end and have everybody test this out, no. So you can just take a deep breath, all you snake lovers out there. But we don't, we don't like getting pressed. We don't like, you know, getting pressed forward. Sometimes we just want to rest, right? We just want to chill out. We just want to uh, binge on Netflix and just sit back. And, and it's like, Joe, stop pushing me. Stop, stop pressing all the time. Stop, you know, why, why can't, whatever happened to Jesus said that he just came to give us rest, right? And he does. But rest 
is never in competition with progress. They go together. We rest so that we can do God's work. We rest so that we have the physical energy to honor and glorify God. All right? So don't mistake God's patience for God's approval. Just because God's being patient with you and and walking with you through through it so slowly, don't for a minute think that he's done with you or that you've reached some level of, 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 you know, you've attained some some place where it's like, you're good. We're not. We got to keep growing. God is unbelievably patient, but he's never okay with you or I just resting. He asks us to follow and trust. And so that's why I love this example because we see God being incredibly patient with Moses' insecurity, but also he's not going to back down. He's going to give him reasons to trust and then challenge him to trust and follow. Amen? We can't stay still. What is God calling you to do? I want to encourage you today, whatever is in your hand, Moses just had a stick, right? He just had a stick. And whatever is in your hand at that moment is, at this moment, is all that God needs to take you on the journey. You might think, well, Joe, I don't know enough Bible. I don't know enough about God. I just, I just don't know. Well, all Moses had was a stick, right? And that's all God needed to show him how good he could be in his life. It's not about your ability. It's about his power. And so we have to balance this this drive forward in following and trusting God with remembering that it's God who brings the increase. God's the one that turned the stick into the snake and back again. And God is the one that's going to do the the amazing work in your life. But you got to follow and you got to trust him. In Exodus 4, 13 through 14. It says, but Moses again pleaded, Lord, please send anyone else. Have you ever said that? God wants you to talk to your neighbor, your coworker, or that extra grace required person in your life. And you're like, God, send anyone else. Don't make me talk to them. Don't make me be nice to them. Don't make me be patient with them. Right? And so Moses pleads, Lord, please send anyone else. Then the Lord became angry with Moses. All right, he said, what about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he speaks well. So once again, we see God being patient with Moses. Patient. Giving him the people around him that he needed to do the job that he called him to do. But God wasn't so patient that he, that he let Moses off the hook. Moses was going. And Moses was going to talk to Pharaoh. And that was God's plans for Moses' life. But Moses needed to keep moving. Amen. The second thing that we see is that God is faithful. Aren't you thankful for this? That God's patient, he's faithful, and he's faithful in provision and in consequences. He's faithful in both provision and in consequences. And so Moses, he says yes to God. He goes to Pharaoh. He leads the people out of Egypt. God does these 10 amazing signs, these plagues that hit Egypt, that hit Egypt because the Pharaoh wouldn't listen to God. This is an amazing story, by the way, if you want to just go home and read Exodus this week. These massive demonstrations of God's power parts the Red Sea, leads them through the wilderness. It's amazing. God's faithful. Moses steps forward in the calling that God had for him, and God provided exactly what he said he would provide. Exodus 13, 21 through 22 says, 
The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud, and he, provi- and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. Amazing. The faithfulness of God to provide what's needed to do what he says he's going to do. The crazy thing, and, and before you start to think, God, if you would just do that for me, just set up a, a cloud and a fire and just show me which way to go, and, and God, I'll follow you anywhere. Because that's what we're tempted to think a lot of times when we read these amazing Old Testament stories. But God did that for them, and guess what? They still complained, and they still didn't follow, and they still didn't do what God wanted them to do. But God's faithful. He's patient. He's faithful. But he's faithful in both provision and in consequences. And so for 40 years, God always provided food to eat, water to drink, direction in the desert, covering that cloud. It, it, was, it, was, it was twofold, to lead them and to, to, to shade them from the sun out in the desert. And so constantly providing. But guess what? They didn't progress. And this is what, man, God is really speaking to me about our personal growth journey closing the gap of growth in our life is, oh man, it should just pain our hearts when we serve a God that is so faithful to always do in our life what he said he will do, and and he is. But then we're content not progressing. Do you hear me, church? And I'm not getting on you. I'm right there with you. Sometimes I just want to I just want to rest in what I've already attained. I just want what I've already attained to be good enough. God, I just want everything to be okay and and no problems and and nobody mad at me and nobody nothing bad happening in my life. God, can't everything just be okay? We get to that point, don't we? And we see this example where God is so faithful. And Moses, but Moses wasn't trying to lead people around in circles in the desert for 40 years. He was trying to lead them to a promised land, to something better. But because they didn't progress in their faith towards God, and because they didn't keep following and keep trusting, God was just as faithful in the consequences as he was in the provision. God kept leading them around in circles because they weren't learning the lessons. Listen, church, don't settle for the provision of God. Press forward into the progress that God has for you. Come on, somebody needs to to really take that word to heart. Don't settle for God just providing for your needs and making you comfortable. Press forward into the sometimes uncomfortable space where God is stretching you. And, and most of the time when God's stretching you, it has all, everything to do with trust. Do you trust him? Do you trust him? The Israelites kept trying to do things their own way. But God was still faithful, and he always provided. But he, has more for the, he had more for them, and he has more for you and I today. Don't stay in the wilderness when God is a promised land for you. So what is God calling you towards that you're resisting, right? What are you resisting? God's patience 
is unlimited. We already talked about his faithfulness. It's great. Great is your faithfulness, right? We sang about it this morning. God's patience is unlimited, but the days of your life are not. Let that sink in. God's patience is unlimited, but the days of my life are not. And so I want to spend every single waking day trusting him and going towards progress wherever he's calling me to go. Numbers 14, 21 through 22. But as surely as I live and as surely as the earth is filled with the Lord's glory, this is God speaking, not one of these people will ever enter that land. They have all seen my glorious presence and the miraculous signs that I performed in both Egypt and in the wilderness. But again and again, they have tested me by refusing to listen to my voice. May we catch this, this truth today that as patient and as faithful as God is with me, he's also faithful in consequences. And that we can only refuse and push back on his voice for so long. Amen. This is a word, church, that the American church, we need to hear. We need to hear it. So in what area of your life are you refusing to listen to God's voice? Are you refusing to bring your life into alignment with his word? Amen. His grace is very real. It's the most, one of the most real things in your life. But so are the consequences when we reject it. In Romans, it says the wages of sin is death. That is an unchangeable truth from New Testament to Old Testament to New Covenant, Old Covenant. Doesn't matter what book of the Bible you're in, that's true. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So as deep as God's grace is, just as deep are the consequences when we reject it. This fact did not change when Jesus came. We were just given a new way out which is Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. So God is faithful. He will provide for your every need, but he's also faithful in the consequences when we reject him. And I just want to admonish you today, church, and visitor and guest, and, and maybe you've been here for a long time. Don't refuse the voice of God in your life. He's so faithful to provide, but we have to keep listening. Amen? We have to keep listening. Third thing we see as we close today, God is passionate. He's passionate about working his plans out through our lives. God is passionate about working his plans out through our lives. Amen? You see, Moses learned at the end of his life, after he experienced God's patience and he experienced God's faithfulness, and then then at the end of his life, he saw what God was still most passionate about. God was still most passionate about working his plans out through his people. Moses became completely aware that he was not the center of the universe, that there was a bigger plan. There's a bigger picture. Yesterday, I had taken my daughter to uh, her cousin's uh, musical. Had a great time, watched a a show, and... and, um, 
a theater production. And then on our way home, I, I had told Jovi, I was like, what are you wearing? She had her shorts and shirt on. I'm like, good, because we're going to go for a run after the play. <laughs> and, and she was like, really? And I'm like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to stop at this really cool park I haven't been to on the way home. And we're going to go for a run. It's going to be awesome. You're going to love it, right? And I'm like, you want to be in cross country, right? And she's like, yeah. But obviously, she did not want to go on a run yesterday. And so she really wasn't that pumped about the plan. And so, but, but she was like, okay, whatever, Dad. She knew that, you know, Dad's passion about running was going to win out in this circumstance. And so we get done with the play, and, and we get in the car, and Jolie calls. And, and Jolie's like, uh, when are you guys going to get home? And I'm, I'm like, we're on our way. But we're going to stop and, and take a run first. And Jolie's like, oh, well, I guess you guys can't, or, you know, can't go because I'm, I'm going to go see a new baby that was born here in the church. And, and Jovi immediately was like, I want to go see the new baby. <laughs> and it was almost like there was just this, I mean, she's 12 years old and, and she's amazing, but it's almost like there's this motherly instinct inside of her that, you know, there's just something about a newborn baby right? And jo- Jovi's already got the itch. Like, I, that, you know, I just want to get around him and see him and, and, and do all the things girls do. All the baby talk, you know, and, and you, you, you know, you did it. Even you guys, you big burly men, when your baby's a newborn, you did it. You know, you, your voice changes and you make all those funny sounds and everything. And so it's, it's, it's built into her, right? It's built in. And guess whose passion won out, right? I couldn't, I was like, it's okay. You don't have to go running. You know, your passion for that, we're going to let that win out today. And so I brought her home. She went to see the baby and all's good, right? It's awesome. And just like there's a difference between what I'm passionate about and what Jovi was passionate about in that moment, God's passions sometimes are different than ours. And his passion is going to win every time. Every time. Because there's a bigger picture. And it's not all about, you know, God's plans being fleshed out for me to see in my lifetime. When I can see him and when I want to see him in the way. Because sometimes we're like, God, I just want to see it all happen. And I want it to happen with me. And I want to, I want to have a front row seat to what you're doing. And, 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 and sometimes... For reasons only he knows, sometimes we don't get to see you, but we just need to be faithful. We just need to be faithful. Look at what God said to Moses at the end of his life, and this just shows us that God is still passionate about his people and even passionate about Moses, even though Moses um, didn't get to go to the promised land. In Deuteronomy 32, 48 through 52, it says, that same day the Lord said to Moses, go to, jo- go to Moab to the mountains east of the river and climb Mount Nebo, which is across from Jericho. Look out across the land of Canaan, the land I'm giving to the people of Israel as their own special possession. Then you will die there on the mountain. You will join your ancestors just as Aaron, your brother, died on Mount Hor and joined his ancestors. For both of you betrayed me with the Israelites at the water of Meribah at Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. You failed to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel there. So you will see the land from a distance, but you may not enter the land I'm giving to the people of Israel. Now, at first glance, you might think, what in the world, God? What's wrong? Moses did all this. He, he listened to you. He, he, he parted the Red Sea. 
he did all this amazing things. He, he, he led a people that would not stop complaining and just were constantly, you know, angry with God and, and worshiping golden calves and, and doing all this crazy stuff. You know, for, for us, it's like, so what that Moses struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock like God told him to? Well, at least, at least he, at least he was faithful, God, right? And that, wouldn't that just be our normal American mindset? It's like, well, he was good enough, right? But listen, your mistakes and my mistakes, they don't ruin the plans of God. God had a bigger picture. And God even was gracious enough to give Moses a glimpse from afar. The fact that God brought Moses up to this mountain and honored him and brought him home and let him spend his last moments in communion with God, seeing the place that, where he had worked for so long to get, it was a grace-filled act. It was a grace-filled act. It was God saying, Moses, look, you've come this far. You know, we're going to pass the baton of leadership off to just Joshua. But hey, look, I'm still going. The plan is going to be completed. The things the, the ship is going to keep moving. These people, you know, their descendants, they're going to walk into the promised land and receive what I have for them. Moses, I'm still with you. And so I just want to encourage you today, man. Hey, you might not get everything right, but God's plan and God's passion is, is going to win out every time. When you give your life to Jesus and you do your best and you follow him, hey, there might still be some earthly consequences that we live out. And that's just a, that's just a fact of life sometimes. But God's plan is going to keep going because God is more passionate about this world and seeing people to come, come to know him than you are, than I am. And sometimes we just need to step back and see this big picture view of, of what God is doing in the world and what God and how it intersects with our life. Because it gives reason for us to, to, to see and to know that, man, we can never stop growing. We can never stop getting closer to Jesus. We can never stop pushing. And at the end of the day, my choices really do matter. My choices matter. God's patient with me. But I don't want to mistake his patience for approval. I'm going to keep growing to be more like Jesus and keep saying yes at every turn. God is faithful. He's provided for my every need. He's, he's given me what I need to serve him. But he's also faithful in the consequences. And so I want, to, I, want to, I want to have a healthy fear of God, knowing that he means business. And then lastly, God's passionate. His plans are bigger than mine. This ministry is not my ministry. This, the, these people, they're not my people. You belong to Christ and Christ alone. And by the grace of God for this time and who knows how long it will be, God has it's given me the, the privilege to lead you. To lead you. But guess what? It's about you being on his plan and his journey for your life. I may be there at the end with you and I may not. And I sure hope I will. But here we just see through scripture, God's got a bigger plan. So how are we looking? How are we, are we looking at it? Are we thinking about it? God has a plan for you. He sent Jesus. Jesus laid down his life for you on the cross. He rose again on the third day. And right now, this morning, through this story and through the baptisms and through the worship, God's word is intersecting with your life right now. This is not an accident. And you have the chance and the choice, just like Moses, to choose to follow him 
to choose to grow, to choose to not settle where you're at in the, in the desert, or you can choose to go on a relentless pursuit of God's best for your life. You can choose like Moses did to just keep surrendering and to keep leading even when things get hard, right? And to keep following Jesus all the way until the end, amen? Amen. Moses had an amazing life and I encourage you to study through it sometime. But the most important part is even though he made some mistakes and even though he was normal, just like you and me, his temper got the best of him sometimes. He kept following Jesus all the way until the end. Amen. He kept following God's voice. Let that be said of you and me. Amen. And that we'll never stop because God is patient and God is faithful and God is passionate about working his plans out through our life. Amen. Stand to your feet with me this morning. You might be here today and you say, Joe, I, I need to begin to follow Jesus. That's my first step. I need to trust him with my life. Just like the people that follow Jesus in water baptism, it's time for me to make a choice to follow Jesus. Maybe you realize today that God means business, that this isn't just some religion. This is a relationship. God spoke to Moses. You want Jesus to speak to you. You want to have a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus. And that can happen because Jesus, the creator of all the universe, came and lived a sinless life and laid his life down for you on a cross and rose again on the third day. And you say, Joe, I haven't taken this seriously, but I want to begin today. I want to, I want to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. If that's you, if you could bow your heads and close your eyes across this, across this place. If that's you and you want to give your life to Christ today, just raise your hand. I want to, I want to just acknowledge that today. Boldly. That's me. I want to give my life to Christ. Amen. Amen. If you raised your hand, you could put it down. And I encourage you to pray a prayer right at your seat. Guess what? Your prayer... When you speak to God, is just as powerful as mine. And so I want to encourage you to pray and ask Jesus to come into your heart. The Bible says, admit that you're a sinner. Confess with your mouth that Jesus uh, died for you and rose again on the third day. Believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead. The Bible says you'll be saved. And then I want you to commit your life to him. That you're going to follow and trust him for the rest of your days. If you make this choice today, if you pray that prayer, we've got a, a, a gift bag for you in the lobby at the, at the Welcome Center just for people that are starting out in their faith. There's a Bible in there and some resources to get, help you get started. So I encourage you to check that out. The, for the rest of you today, you might be saying, Joe, I'm coasting and I don't want to coast anymore. God is so patient and so faithful with me and so passionate. I want to I wanna keep following him in a, in a more passionate way. I want to keep surrendering every thought and every dream and every motive, just like Moses. I'm going to lay my insecurities and my, my inabilities at his feet and let him use me in a powerful way, just like he used Moses. If that's you today and, 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 and that just echoes your heart, I just want you to raise your hand as I pray a closing prayer. God, I thank you for my friends that, that, that don't want to coast, that want to keep progressing, that want to keep growing in their relationship with you. And I pray that as we realize more and more what you're passionate about, that it would just fuel our hearts as we make hard choices in life to follow you. 
Jesus, sometimes following you is hard, and we just acknowledge that. And I just pray that you'll help us to make the hard choices, to help us to stay as faithful to you as you are to us. We know that we'll never measure up, but God, help us to try. Help us to not give up. Help us to never stop trying. God, I pray for my brothers and sisters here that are just beat up by life right now. And God, they just want rest. God, I pray that you give them the rest in their spirit that they need so that they can begin to follow you with total abandon. Help us to realize that that the two are not competing. God, that you want to give us rest for our souls so that we can pursue a lifelong relationship with you, serving you and trusting you and, and, and to keep going with you no matter where you lead us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us for today's message. We look forward to having you back next week.